Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Do not make any adjustments. Don't check your settings. I know it's weird to see me after that opening, but there's a special occasion that I'm here with Fletchoon producer Todd to discuss and review Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, don't worry. We're going to have some non-spoiler stuff to talk about first, and then we're going to go into the spoiler uh, stuff, section. for lack of a better section. Thank you very much. Flesh from producer Todd. Well, we have the spoiler warning. I, yeah. Are we yeah. all are we all good to go know. to just jump into the these non-spoiler initial thoughts? Like I, just, I guess. Let's like, just get right into it. Jump um, in. so one thing that hmm, I almost went into the spoiler segment, but I will say that uh well, that, this doesn't really spoil anything. It was odd that the for the first time the Paramount logo wasn't used to merge into something else but it wasn't a huge deal breaker uh i do like how we had an opening that had nothing to do with the rest of the film kind of made me feel like i was watching the originals because with raiders of the lost ark he goes after the idol fertility before going after the ark of the covenant temple of doom you see him delivering the ashes of nohachi before becoming poisoned by the chinese mobsters in shanghai Last Crusade, he goes after the Cross Coronado before the Grail is even mentioned. Uh, so there was that aspect to it, and that's something I appreciated. You're, yeah, and so, you're referring to him going after an artifact unrelated to the rest. Correct. Yes, yeah. okay. that's what I meant to say. I, thank you for clarifying on that. Just uh, but in terms, like, that's pretty much what I can say in terms of, without spoiling anything, in terms of my initial thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I, I can say that the ending was a bit jarring, but I can get into more detail on that and explain as to why it wasn't such a deal breaker for me as it was to some people, I guess. Well, I'm slightly different coming into this franchise as I haven't really loved one since the second one being Temple of Doom. I've kind of been uh, on the franchise since, but I did revisit going into this one and I did have... I, I finally am not annoyed watching what's the third one last, last crusade, crusade. And, and this time I actually enjoyed it and I kind of was waiting for the part where it like annoyed me like even the religious stuff this time didn't I was like oh, I can play with the fantasy this time whatever if I can believe in the arc opening I can believe in this Jesus stuff so yeah I went with your logic and it kind of stuck in there. thank you and then with the third one or the fourth one you know crystal skull it, it didn't bother me this time the ending's dumb but it is what it is. So, so going to this one, I was kind of like, I, I, you know, when people were just telling me how bad it was, like, of course, people, you know, Dan, who's never seen it, is telling me <laughs> the worst thing in the world, and it's so stupid. I, sure. Dan, Dan, like, uh, you know, other people like to judge stuff before they see it. But. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I heard some of these potential horror stories that people were right. coming out of all these screens, like, oh, you know. Yada yada, you're gonna wish you were seeing Crystal Skull. And, eh, I didn't uh, have that feeling at all, actually, at any point in the movie, because I wasn't bored. See, the problem with Crystal Skull, in my opinion, not only are you seeing the Crystal Skull within the first ten minutes of the film, and you didn't know what Indiana Jones was doing in the beginning of Crystal Skull, you just saw him that he was captured by the Soviets in his gear. So <laughs> we don't know if he was going after another artifact, whatever. But uh Holy Toledo, I lost my train of thought. 
But going into the crystal, getting back here. It's okay. I do it all the time. (laughs) Well, no, here. So there was a lot more stuff. And because I had recently seen Crystal Skull, and there was a, a lot more stuff in Crystal Skull where I was like, now, how come these two KGB agents can approach Indiana Jones and his son and they need to create a diversion to escape instead of just yelling in an American diner, hey, we got some commies over here and just let things happen the way they would normally happen. That, you know, stuff like that took me out of it. And essentially, you never saw really anything evil of the Soviets, right? I mean, you either had Nazis before, which are Nazis, right? Or you saw the uh, the thuggies using child slavery, right? Right. So, and, and beating some of the kids in the movie, right? So y- you had reasons to actually hate these guys. But with the Soviets... In Crystal Skull, it's like, yeah, I don't see him doing anything sinister. And then plus, in terms of the formula of all the Indiana Jones movies, in terms of like th- animal threats, Raiders of the Lost Ark had snakes, right? The Temple of Doom had the chamber of all these bugs, right? The Last Crusade had the all the rats in the in the burial chamber, whatever. You get to Crystal Skull, you know what the, the animal threat was? It was ants. <laughs> a lot of ants. It was yeah, a lot of ants. But it, this film also had that that animal threat. Cons- you know, something happening underwater that wasn't something I was completely they expecting, also, but still felt the theme of like, yeah, this. Sorry, go on. No, it's just they also channel a little bit of Temple of Doom with that bug scene. <laughs> there was, but it, it went very quickly. And it was like so, the supersized version of it, too. <laughs> almost some of the bugs were bigger. Uh, well, no, to me, it felt like instead of like Willie reaching her hand inside of the thing, like they were going all the like they were inside of the thing is like mm, the way it felt to me. So. I see. So let's give this a quick non-spoiler review. Okay. Uh, I'll kick things off by saying that while it is i mean i i felt this walking out after seeing it two times i still feel it's the case that the original three are in tier one right for me raiders temple of doom last crusade on the top tier you have dial of destiny at tier two not as good but i honestly don't think we're gonna get another movie as good as that i know todd your feelings about part three i have my feelings about last crusade but moving on crystal skull would be tier five and I don't know if Todd, if that's one we can agree on. I am well. See, I'm closer to first two, absolutely tier one. Sure. And then the rest are kind of all on par with me. Okay. With Dial of Destiny beating out the other two, but they're not like so far off that it is like I think the knocks I have against the other two aren't present in this one. Okay, so there's some positives there. So I I would give this a four. I mean, we usually rate things out of five. I would give this a four out of the. Yeah, I'm I'm going to guess. I just have a feeling you would give it a three and a half. I was going back between those two numbers, but uh, I haven't done my second viewing yet. So my numbers haven't been, you know, tweaked and everything coming coming down from it. I think right now I'm still at a four. I I, I think I did enjoy it enough and I want to go see it again when I can make the time. So. At the end of the day, it has good action and there's reasons for things that happen and not like just stupid just because kind of things. Uh, 
they did a good job following the formula of more, at least trying to follow the formula of the originals, of at least I should say Raiders of Lost Ark. And it let it had a sense of more, whereas Last Crusade I felt was the most adventurous movie just because they were going to the most locations. Because if you really compare the three movies, Last Crusade's where they're going to the most varied types of locations. Ooh. I didn't like the way they did the math this time. <laughs> the ma- the way, I mean, this is not really pertinent to the story, but the it wasn't the traditional way you saw the map. It was, you know, a, done a different way, but still, I they get didn't the need, idea. They didn't need to modernize the version of what they were. That's all they were doing. Like, we can make it look cooler now, but does, does it make a difference? Like, all it does is, like, for people like us, we're like, well, why didn't you just do it the other way? The people who don't get it don't care. Right. Exactly. It would have, either way they do it, it, it wouldn't have made any difference. So. Well, maybe the director, Mangold, or uh, is it Mangold. James Mangold was the director? Margold, whatever, yeah. Mar- he wanted, a spe- you know, he just wanted to set his apart from Spielberg's and, you know, to each their own. I, I did think it was weird how we saw Indy in a plane and we didn't get that at first. Yeah, yeah. That That is towards the beginning, I apologize, but again, nothing pertinent to the story. But it's a four for me right now. Todd might change, but it's a four from him at the moment as it stands. Is that correct? And, yes. And I and I have to put over the de-aging was very well. I was worried I'd see some old man kicks like we did in the Irishman. <laughs> right. Now, I don't know if this was maybe like the second theater didn't have as a high quality of film or, or whatnot. But the second time, the CGI didn't like I barely noticed it. So I'm not. Maybe it was the the place. It was a regal. It was a regal in Sherman Oaks. So I don't know if they have different projectors than the Norwalk AMC. The one thing that I did notice though was, and it it, it wasn't the whole time, but you could hear the age in his voice the first time he spoke. Oh yeah, but that's and, that's something that's really tough to avoid. Well, and that was my problem with Darth Vader for so long till they just AI'd him. I don't know why they didn't AI DH's voice. I mean, if you're doing it elsewhere, why not? Yeah, that's a good point. Anyhow, uh, so shall we get into the spoiler section? Uh, well, if we are, we should hit the spoiler warning. Let's hit the spoiler. Yes, one last All right. thing. All right, Before here we go. We... Okay, here we go. Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, let's go. Spoiler. <laughs> No mistakes. Spoilers. There you go. So, go on. What were you going to say? Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay. Well, I'll start things off. So, now I can go on and say I appreciate that this was this length of lance of longing us or whatever was at least, while it didn't mean anything overall, it at least gave a reason for Indiana Jones being where he was at. And he was impersonating officer. He was trying to get to this. They were just trying to preserve history. Cool. I get it. And then when they, whatever the the Antikythera, I think is what it was called. Basically the the half of the dial, right? Not really pertinent at that moment. And then you learn about the second half of the dial or whatever. That was my biggest problem with crystal skull. Like I said, is that you saw essentially saw the crystal skull within the first 10 minutes of the movie, the first scene that you see Indy is about the crystal skull. Whereas at least in this one, last crusade, temple of doom, Raiders of the lost Ark, It's about something else that they're talking about that they're, that they're after or whatever. 
Yes. Uh, the whole retirement thing and, and like the because I remember one of the one of the reviews I had read talked about how kids falling asleep in Jones's modern day archaeology class. And it's like. You got to show some sort of progression, like you can't expect everybody to be in love with this, like a 70 year old guy. They didn't do the uh, and people are like all about space at this point. That's like the whole thing. Yeah, they're not. And that that's also like an interesting aspect to it. They're focused on what's out in the sky, what's up in the sky, not what's here on Earth, right. which is what essentially archaeology is, is about the study of what's been going on here on this planet. Everybody's now being obsessed with what's going on out there. So Jones himself feels outdated. And that was an interesting aspect of it. But one thing I, I, I think people might be being frustrated about is that Jones isn't portrayed as being super smart or like gets outsmarted. That's the sense I'm getting is like, oh, he doesn't look as smart as he used to in the in the other ones. You mean like when Belloc outsmarted him in Raiders of Lost Ark practically at every turn? Not to mention that at the end of Raiders of Lost Ark, Indy has his hands behind his tied behind his back, literally does nothing to stop anybody. That has to be the contents of the arc that does that. Uh, Temple of Doom, he was poisoned by the Chinese gangsters and didn't even get payment for obtaining the ashes of Nahachi. Last Crusade, he was fooled by uh, Elsa. Uh, the what's and his dad had to tell, him, "Don't trust her. She's in one of them." And he gets fooled anyway. So this whole aspect of like Indiana Jones shouldn't be fooled. He does. That's the like it happens, and I think it's because people want to forget that, or I I don't understand. It's like complaining Luke Skywalker's a whiny bitch in The Last Jedi, even though he's been in every movie there's ever been. I understand, but the fact that Last Jedi had stupid, dumb sets that has nothing to do with Luke Skywalker. Um, back to it has this nothing movie. to do to being a whiny bitch. No, but it does have everything to do with Last Jedi being a stupid movie. Moving on, though, back to this movie, Indiana Jones. Uh, that was pretty much like just going my initial thoughts of like what I wanted from an Indiana Jones film. I wanted the opening scene to be about something else that could tie into, you know, the rest or whatever. The de-aging was done very well. Uh, I enjoyed this idea of his daughter going after the artifact or the item that he was obsessed with and the illusion, the parallels of Indy going after the grail, Right. So it it felt more natural than Crystal Skull did, whereas I felt Crystal Skull kind of felt forced like, oh, hey, I'm your son. Oh, and remember this guy who is your teacher, you know, and and then uh, there was a rumor that I had read that that was initially supposed to be Ravenwood, like Abner Ravenwood had survived whatever death that they thought he had. And that was actually supposed to be Ravenwood and not this random other professor. Anyhow, uh, but tied in with that and the fact that they were, went to multiple locations you had an artifact that was a map that basically told you where to get the actual artifact that you're looking for similar to Raiders of Lost Ark with the headpiece that was for the staff of raw so it 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 allowed you to have more stuff in the movie and i really enjoyed the scene with the eels just because it had that element like i was talking about of an of an animal threat right the snakes and raiders, the giant bug tunnel and temple, and the uh, the rats in 
And even though the rats weren't a threat in Last Crusade, it was just a mountain of them, and it's an uncomfortable amount. The stupid ants with Crystal Skull, like I mentioned, here at least the eels were just like, while they weren't as uh, as the diver was saying, they're not harmful. They won't kill you, but they'll stop you basically from getting back up to the surface. So there's that underwater element of these guys are in our way or right. these, these animals are in our way. And it had like it added to the suspense of it. And uh, and there was like I mentioned with the with the KGB just showing up in a diner and for and Harrison or Indian Mutt needing to leave after creating whatever this at least at least explained okay these were cia guys that were working with schmidt or whatever and then all of a sudden these guys are no longer in public because they would be wanted or whatever so it, there was stuff that was not taking me out of it right like with the boat coming up and then you know i i appreciated that that was it made more sense at least than than crystal so would what do you think is everyone's big issue? Is it the time travel and it's science? Uh, yeah, the whole thing. But I mean, is that? I, I'm curious what Goddan's panties in a bunch and everyone else. I I think the ending of Helena knocking out Indy and just abruptly taking him to, like back to, back home. Like when he wanted to stay, when Indy wanted to stay. I, think I don't it was think. Set up. I I don't think that's. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's more than that. I think. Well. I would like to see a cut where Indy does not put the magnet over Marion's face on the fridge and have an ending like what we saw. So that way it's at least hammers home that he still loves her because when he puts the face, the thing over her face, you get the idea like, okay, well he wants to move on. Right. Yeah. I, then, see, I didn't get it. Like I, I took it as he doesn't want to see her. Right? Yeah. Like he just, he still loves her. And so he doesn't want to see her. Because okay. he didn't get rid of it, he covers it. Okay, that's that, that's fair, I guess. And he does still wear the ring. Yeah. So there, it does allude. You know, they're trying to say like, hey, there is one person that Indy does care for, and that's why he is the way he is right now is because she's not around. And Helena realized that. So I, but I think its abruptness is what caught people off guard. I really liked seeing like the whole idea of the dial just being create. This is, you know, we got spoilers here, so I'm not spoiling anything, but the fact of the dial just being a creation from Archimedes because he needed help to take on the siege by the Romans, knowing something like that would happen was really kind of cool. If you think about it, especially since uh, none of the other films had delved into Greek mythology, right? We had a ton of Christian mythology, right, between Raiders and, and Last Crusade. And then we had, you know, this culture going on with Temple of Doom. Crystal Skull tried to delve into, you know, the what was going on in Mexico. With, or, uh, I'm sorry, the Amazon and the Incans, Aztecs, whatnot. Just, I get it. Yeah, it just seemed kind of strange. Like, they were forcing an artifact to be in that environment. It just didn't really feel natural. But this here, you know, and just the idea of half of the style being buried with Archimedes, and especially when they reveal the tomb and you see the watch on his wrist, and then you're like, right. oh, this is crazy. And then I love seeing that, oh, well, it was just the watch that Schmidt had on him, and then he took it off. Like, 
the fact I, that it, it felt like it was like lived in like real world science and not like a flux capacitor, I think helped make it believable. Like, and maybe that might be some people's issue with it is that there was no actual supernatural, you know, deal with it or an actual like take throw throw crystal skull out there. A lot of people like Last Crusade, right? There are some supernatural elements there. Henry and Hen, Indiana Jones's father survived because of supernatural elements, right? Temple of Doom. These stones, you know, brought good fortune to a village. A guy ripped, ripped hearts out of people and they survived until they were lowered into a pit of fire. Uh, Raiders Lost Ark, you had ghosts coming out of these this Ark of the Covenant. Here, like you said, it was just, it was pure math. This fissure in time was going to happen. Archimedes like, if I can get somebody to just follow this direction here, it seems so like. It but could, all people and, hear is like, oh, Indiana Jones time travel. Oh, it's fucking stupid. I, and I'm sure that's what Dan did. And he hasn't. See, I know Dan would have loved to be on the show, but I'm not going to let him on a show to talk about a movie he hasn't watched. And, and won't watch? Uh, I think I could tell him if he watched, I would have. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think. <laughs> but and I, okay, so but I will say some of the things that I, I could I could attack and defend any of the Indiana Jones movies, but um, I do think that there's a I think there's some some people are being upset with the way Indy's being treated and maybe not as smart as it was in the other films. But I already went into that whole thing. Yeah, he, like he's I, been. He, you know, he had to drink the blood of Kali. They caught him, you know, like short round had to save him. So he was, he was pointless in the first movie. I know Marion would have died. <laughs> and you would have been fine with Marion. I would have been. But, but if you think about it, though, that also means you never would have had old uh, Mitt. Whatever's name. Mutt. Right. But another another thing to think about here is in all the fight scenes. So if you look at Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he has the fight with the shirtless German guy in, in, on the plane, right? And it's the plane. He he needs help from Marion that she needs to turn the plane to be able to get the propeller blades. Because remember, Indy was on the floor when that guy died, right? Then yeah. you go to Temple of Doom, who is actually the same guy. I think they just gave him a beard and dressed him up differently. But his one of the one of his like costume pieces or whatever right. got caught in the thing and it pulled him down. Indy didn't need to finish him off, right? He was he was very Jack Burton, just kind of like screwing up and making it work on a lot of on a lot of things. And you go to Last Crusade, he was remember he there was the scene of him on the tank. He was hanging like by hit the strap of his bag, right? And the German commander smashing the shovel with it, and it was only because uh, the his dad had fired the gun inside the tank that caused the guy <laughs> to get shot in the head that turned the thing. And that allowed Indy to get the so Indy's always needed help. He's never been able to do anything by himself. Are you or is he just lucky? No, but I think they're not those aren't mutually exclusive. That's true. He but basically I think there's a perception out there that he's like supposed to be the greatest of all time because he can outsmart everybody and I he's think, stronger than everybody. I don't I, I, I don't think understand. they've seen one too many Fast and the Furious movies and they're all indestructible. <laughs> maybe maybe that might be it. Or we they haven't seen enough Die Hard movies because 
John McClain, not that dissimilar. He gets his ass kicked in every single diehard well, every single one of the good diehard movies. He does I was not say to be fight. fair, the last few diehard movies they got wouldn't make me want to go back and watch the old ones. I'm gonna go with the original three, but he gets an his ass kicked in each of those three. He does not win each any of those fights, but you still love the character. And I think that's I mean that's one of the reasons why I like John McClane so much is he reminds me of Indiana Jones in the sense they're both human. They're not indestructible. They need other people's help to survive. That happens in each of the Die Hard movies. The last Die Hard movie, oh my God, that's another discussion for another day. Jesus. But it's they're similar in the sense that they show so much vulnerability. And the vulnerability is present here because he's inhuman, you know? So I, I, don't, I don't know if people's perception of the character is different than what it actually is. And maybe that's why people are getting upset. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, I, I think people just want to be mad at something. That's a major franchise. <laughs> they want to review bomb. And I don't, I don't know. Just it really was strange to see the Disney logo before it was. It, yeah. But um, I mean, I, like, I forgot about it within the first five minutes. It was just like, really? like, Oh, it's, so I guess Indiana Jones is officially a Disney character now. Yep. He's a, it's a live action Disney movie as far as I'm concerned. Well, I so, mean, to be fair, I mean, there already was uh, the Disney ride. Right. But they, at the time, at the time no, that, it was like, they hadn't owned the Indiana Jones and it was worked out. A deal was worked out with Lucasfilm and you know, whatnot. So it was still, it's still weird to see the castle, I guess, before the, Indiana I get it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's where it is. So, it but is. ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I saw it twice. I'm going to go see it again eventually, some point next opportunity I get. So I, I'd recommend checking it out if you're a fan of Indiana Jones. But remember, like, I don't know what to tell you. If this kind of reminded me of like the old school popcorn movie, like just go on an adventure, just follow along for the ride. That pissed me off about Crystal Skull is you went to the. You started in the United States and you went to Peru and that was pretty much it. You didn't go anywhere else. At least here you got the sense, oh, cool. We're going from here to Morocco and then we're going to this island here. And then we're going to go over here. Like, that's where I feel the most fun of Indiana Jones is, is being can be had is by going multiple places. And the reason I'm so I can forgive Temple of Doom is because he was stranded in that country. Forgive? He had no that was what's that? masterpiece. Forgive. No, no, no. But I mean, no, but no. For being in one place, I know what you mean. Exactly. Because I just gave the explanation as to what I love so much about Last Crusader. This one is that they go to multiple places. Like, well, how can you love uh, Temple of Doom if you just bashed Crystal Skull for only going to two places, but you only go into two places in Temple of Doom? And Temple of Doom, he's stranded. Crystal Skull, it's the audience who's stranded. Temple of Doom is like the one he does, does something noble. He rescues the kids. He really makes a difference. Well, and not only that, but his character, to be honest, his character development in that one, because he goes from somebody who's actually like where you see Helena Shaw's character in this movie. She's more about selling artifacts for money. Right. Yeah. And that's where he was kind of at the beginning of Temple of Doom. He had these ashes of Nahanchi. It wasn't going to a museum. It was going to these Chinese monsters that he was acquiring, um, uh, 
the the uh, the peacock diamond. I believe it right. was called supposedly owned by Alexander the Great. But and then even throughout Temple of Doom, there's a moment where he talks about I think these are the lost Sankara stones. It means fortune and glory. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a big point of it. And then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, Willie says, well, what about your fortune and glory? Ah, oh, would have been, you know, just collect another rock collecting dust. He understands certain artifacts should stay wherever they should stay. And that was that was necessary to a necessary story to tell. But for some reason, there was a lot of people that hated that. Even the creators of the masterpiece themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I mean, like I said, the tier one, the originals for me, Raiders Temple doom last crusade and that tier one tier two dial of destiny and then tier five crystal skull todd i think your order is a little bit different i'm guessing you're going temple of doom raiders dial of destiny last crusade crystal skull yep and i'd probably put the tv show probably above the last two <laughs> i'd like the wow indiana like jones. the young indiana jones chronicles okay wow okay did you know there's episodes with old indiana jones too you can see him in his rocking chair and so yes yes <laughs> I tried to not watch that because I didn't want the sight of Indiana Jones in a rocking chair. The problem, the, it's probably now they're probably like a year, uh, a, you know, different than his real age now. So timelines, they probably take place next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, it was, I'm glad we had this opportunity to review and discuss this and maybe um, start a discussion or, or as to if you liked it, why do you think people are hating it? And if you hated it, why do you think people liked it? I think that's a fair question to ask those who hated it. I mean, because there are people who liked it. I liked it. Todd, you liked it. So please, please, if, please if, chime in if you've seen it, though. Dan, stop talking in there. Yeah. If you've seen it, that's the <laughs> one prerequisite I ask is that you've seen it. All right. Do you got anything else before we head out? Do not. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ozzy V. That's Flesh Wound producer Todd. We'll see you next time. Well, you see us on Flesh Wound Farce. You'll see Todd everywhere, wherever show he's going to be at. When's the next? I mean, I don't know. where Are you dropping this immediately? I imagine you're dropping this yeah. immediately. Um, right? Yeah, we'll be on Wednesday for our normal Wednesday show. There you go. Wednesday we'll five reviews. And then you can see me every Monday for Flesh Wound Farce. All right. Thank you so much for joining. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.